there's a threat in the world today, a threat to our way of living, a threat to our society, and maybe even a threat to our very existence. And what is this threat? For the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. He is the one. I am. I am the ass. He is. And we are black and white sports. What? Bro, what are you talking about, man? I'm supposed to be a franchise player, and we in here talking about practice. How am I not trying to find the best fight in the world? You tell me. Because you're retired? I mean, I want to see your face when you're asking this question, and the way you're going to ask it. Little man in the eye before you try to kill him or make up something. He went, he went through my soul. And I'm not surprised. What is going on, BW Sports One World? That's right. You see the name tonight. It's the guy formerly known as the S. And the one Wednesday Night Live, powered by First Financial Bank, Rockstar Realty, Driving for Dyslexia, and MyBookie.ag. Damon, what is going on, my man? Man, it is Christmas season, bro, and I got my tree up. I see that. How do you like it? You I like see it. that. Yeah, so I'll put the fake tree in the I like office. It. I like it a lot. I'm good with it. I'm there good with go. it. Man, there you go. Good. I don't have a real tree. I don't want needles all over the place. Hey, I don't care. I like the way it smells. <laughs> That's weird because I've always grown up in the park. I'll give you that. But I like the way it smells. Dude, I'm <laughs> super excited. We got our 11th win today for the Steelers in this weird Wednesday night football. But uh, we got a super, super awesome show. We got a super awesome guest uh, to start off with, and then we got a power pack show with a lot going on today. So, yes, we do. It's but you, right before we go, yep. Before we go any further and bring on our guest, real quick, I want to give a special shout out to the man, the myth, the legend, Mister John Wayne Buzzard. We thank you for all your support over that you've had with us in First Financial Bank. Helping us get that, uh, you know, that that thing going together. We appreciate you. We love you. We'll never forget you. And we'll always, always be texting some crazy stuff to you, John. We appreciate it. And we look forward to what you got going on in your future. That's that's all I had, man. That's all I had. That's great. Um, it's awesome, man. I've known John for a little bit of time now. Um, our exes you know, whatever. And that's how we met. So, um, he's a cool, you guys dude. are exes. What? <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're ex exes. Uh-huh. <laughs> no. So he's a cool dude. He's a real dude. And he's, uh, got a bright future with a bright family. Um, grateful that he's been, a, and I'd like to have him back uh, as soon as we possibly can. So kudos, my man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. So, uh, let's get into it. Um, Really a uh, special guest. I've known this man or these men for a couple of years now. One of them I played ball against over the years of the circuit. Another one, um, he's got an electrifying daughter that my daughter's been uh, playing with and against for the last couple of years. And he's got this revolutionary um, workout tool that is very popular here in the city. And I'll wait for it to blow up uh, nationwide. Um so we're going to bring him on right now. You, if you follow us, you might know this man from the local scene, uh, Matt Shade of uh, IGB. 
and uh, the Push Up Machine. And joining him, we have uh, Chad Novager, who is also the co-founder of IGB, which is any other girls basketball. What's going on, fellas? Much, man. Thanks for having us on. What's happening, guys? Yes, yes. Anytime, anytime, guys. We appreciate you coming on with us and throwing some experience to our viewers' uh, ears and eyes today because this push-up machine, man, I, I just want to start off because it's got me intrigued. Yes, we talked about right before the show started, I'm kind of getting back. It, well, I'm not kind of. I'm going full bore already and in, in trying to get back into shape, lose some, uh, lose some weight, and gain some of uh, that strength back. What made you come up with this idea? Well, to be honest with you, uh, the idea came up a long time ago. It was back in 2009, and uh, I'm a personal trainer by trade. And I just got tired of seeing a lot of bad push-ups, you know. And, and I'm a big believer in functional movement. I think, you know, functional movement's a safe movement. It's an everyday movement. Uh, a lot of times we get into lifting a lot of weights and gaining mass. Whereas, you know, today sports is about speed, athleticism, quickness, skill set. Uh, so I'm a big believer in the, the functional fitness. So just train a lot of athletes. I would say, you know, 10 different people. Let me see. Uh, give me 10 push-ups. I would see 10 variations of a push-up. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to create something that would standardize the movement. And then what I found with standardizing the movement, also having the open, closed chain movement with it and you, the ability to use gravity created muscle activation that I couldn't replicate, you know, through dumbbells, through machines, through the bench because you're actually using your body to control the machine because your core is the stabilization and then your chest triceps do all the firing on it. So, and it's a great tool because it's great for a beginner that just wants to get started, but it's also great for those that are elite level to, you know, get a, you know, advantage on the competition. Now, you know, when you say the advantage of the elite level, so, and the beginners, so you have different stages to it. So like um, I was looking at it, you have a zero, a five and a ten percent. So I'm assuming that the ten percent gives you the the maximum of resistance doing your push-ups. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, as you can imagine, a ten percent grade and having to take the handles that are 360 degree rotating and have to drive them up that ten percent grade, you can already feel your core engaging, and then you can fire and feel. It's, it's almost like doing a clap push-up, but you're in control of that motion all the way up and down like a clap push-up you just kind of fall down hard on your wrist elbow shoulders this you control power up and you can control that motion on the way down as well nice so um over the years we've seen um, a lot of different apparatuses that come up with with the variations of push-ups like for a while uh when i thought that i was going to get back into shade in my late 30s i just the perfect push-ups or i think they were gifted to me because I wanted them on the gift list. Where did they work? However, I got them. I have them. <laughs> and, and I'm going to tell you exactly what ended up with them. In the corner, stacked on top, getting dusted like a regular furniture piece. Yeah. So what's, what's the difference between um, your push-up machine and all the other different variations of push-ups uh, that we've seen over uh, the vast years? Oh, I think the, the major difference is that open and chain closed movement. Uh, nothing can replicate that going up the incline. But what we also have is we've got challenges. We've got workouts. Whom Live is getting ready to launch. So basically, it's going to be an accountability group. So guys like us, just what you're doing right here with sports, we're going to create the same energy, that same atmosphere, 6 a.m. in the morning, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, bring us all together. You know, and it's not about, you know, being ultra fit or where you're at. It's just about having that accountability and that support group. So 
I believe the machine itself, yes, I, you know, that's your push. You also have to have your pull. So you got to have dumbbells for rows or a pull-up bar for pull-ups. Um, you got to have your leg equipment. So it's not like a one-stop all, but it's a great apparatus to have at your house because it gives you a goal. It gives you something. And we're going to also push you through the workouts and challenges to keep you on it as well. Now, I got a question on uh, us big men. Yeah. What is the weight limit on this machine? I, I can take that. I, I, I use it. I'm about 260. So the, the best yeah, thing. You, you're little right now, man. You're little compared <laughs> to us two. <laughs> I'm, work, I'm working on it. I'm going for 290. But it, it keeps you in line when you're doing it. It doesn't tear your whole body up. It keeps right. your it keeps your shoulders. And I, I have bad shoulders. So when I'm doing push-ups, I'm always hurting. But when I'm on the push-up machine, it keeps you all lined up. So that it's not hard on your shoulders. It's not hard on your back. It really makes you use your chest. And that's that's huge because if if I do something one time and I'm like hurting the next day, I'm way less likely to try it again. So right. that's why right. I continue to use it. So in the in the layman's terms, this is more like an elliptical for your upper uh -oh. body. Yeah, I mean, you could say that. Uh, I think the elliptical might be easy because a lot of people. Well, well yeah. I'm saying like a lot of people say, oh, how hard can it be on the push up machine? Well, most people that get off that, they say, well, that's no push-up. You know, that that's that's a whole nother level. Right. I mean, well, the first day you use it, you're going to do drop to your knees and do them like a, like a girl push-up on your knees, and it's still it's still killer workout. Oh, I, can, so you can do it. I, I, can, I, can, I can really attest to that because my daughter, uh, who worked out with your daughter, Ashlyn, where you where you at right now and watching her play over at Noblesville High School, phenomenal basketball player, by the way. But they've been going, they've been working out with you guys with the IGB program who we were chatting about here in a minute. They've been doing this workout with this push-up machine for a minute now in that pain cave. And I've heard the stories uh, from, from McKenzie and all the other girls involved. They, they dislike it. But you saw the results, and I still see the results to this day in her core and in her upper body strength. So, I, I, I – I'm good with it. Yeah, IGB was the first youth sports organization on it, and now we've got five more youth sports organizations using it as a core exercise because it is. It's convenient. You can, the thing weighs less than seven pounds. You can transport it. You can take it other places. And, again, you can standardize it. Like as a trainer or a coach, you can visually watch somebody and say, okay, instead of giving me 10 push-ups, I know you can do four good ones right here. And then somebody that's a little stronger, maybe it's 12 push-ups. So you can give them – and you're getting real data back as a trainer and coach. Hmm. Awesome. All right. So let's uh, let's flip gears real quick. Um, so we'll have to get back with you on that. I know you guys are short on time because of the game, but I'm going to have to get in hold of you and get back to you on some. Well, in fact, we're going to have you guys in the pain cave next time. So we'll reverse the roles here. So we'll get you guys. All into right. the pain cave. I'm down. That okay. I've been wanting. Okay, real quick story. We went to Daytona Beach uh, a couple months ago, and we were literally trying to find a surf lessons for Damon. Okay, we wanted to get that on our GoPro as the five foot eighteen guy on a surfboard <laughs> in the ocean. Wasn't going to happen. Wasn't going to happen. <laughs> no, I've retired from all athletic ability. Uh, right now, all I do is change how I cook. So what That's he's it. telling you is when we come to your place, <laughs> he's going to be with the GoPro, and I'm going to be kicking my own ass down there on the push-up machine. Yeah, I'm done. It's, if I was 260 pounds, I'd probably still be playing in the men's league. 
Done deal. <laughs> I gain weight just from watching Damon's Facebook, all the stuff. Right. <laughs> Pay attention, folks. The cookbook's coming out shortly. <laughs> all right. So you guys started this program, which you talked about a little bit ago uh, through the push-up machine. We started this program for youth basketball, specifically for girls, uh, specifically for girls. Um, I am a father. He's have girls uh, both play basketball. Obviously, it was something that lacked in in most most uh, communities, especially here in in Indiana, for us to be such a huge basketball state. Our girls' side of the game was lacking a little bit in training and uh, programs and um, just really overall uh, basketball opportunities. So, and then IGB came along, and it was it was a hit. You know what I mean? So, tell us what what was your you guys' mindset? behind that when all three of well, you guys uh, got together and uh, created this program? Well, you know, I, I think I can talk for all of us on this. Um, You're good. You're okay, good. Sorry. Keep going. <laughs> so, you know, as Damon, as you hit on it, like life's about opportunities. Without opportunities, how do you expect anybody to do anything? And um, there were a lot of girls that wanted to play basketball. You just look in their eyes, you know, and you, you knew that they, they wanted to play. But generally what would happen would be a few girls would play here, a few girls would play over there, a few girls would play over there. And you have three really good teams. And next thing you know, you're playing a team and you're getting beat by 70. And who wants to go play again? So we wanted to create a culture that wasn't just about the elite player, but it was also about getting the developmental player into the game because as you know like when you get to eighth grade and if you're just going to play basketball for your first time you're going to get run out the court you're never going to go back you're going to you know and you look at other sports organizations volleyball soccer softball they've all done a really nice job of growing youth sport programs so we just felt like there was a niche that wasn't being met and we felt also to be honest that you know as guys as dads the girls were being put on the back burner you know they didn't have the opportunities bad court times Bad, you know, if they're playing in a league, they're playing on a Monday night, you know, just, you know, it, it, it was just like disrespectful. So we want to create a platform that was 100 percent girls basketball. We don't do anything with the guy side. We just want to do everything to let these girls live their dream. You know, and maybe it's high school, maybe it's college, maybe it's beyond that. But without those opportunities, it's hard to expect anything and it's hard to grow the sport. So it was just about growing the sport. And then, you know, Chad, Chad owned the Hawks, the Indiana Hawks. And Chad did a, you know he gave up his organization to come over to help build this as well. So it was like a collective effort of a lot of people to believe and trust in what the vision of this was. And, um, and like you said, man, this thing just has taken off. I mean, we've got, we've trained over 300 girls this fall and winter in the circle. The circle is our training program. It's skill development, character development. Um, and, you know, and I would be wrong if I didn't bring up Natalie Morse. Natalie has kind of become the face of IGB and the training and her fire, her passion for teaching and developing these girls is something we can't do. You know, we can kind of drive the ship and stuff. But, man, when you get someone like Natalie on board, I mean, she just is a magnet for these girls. The girls love her. They love to, you know, train with her. And we just keep building on our coaching staff as well. I mean, we've got Indiana All-Stars, uh, you know, ex-collegiate basketball players. I mean, there is a lot of passion in this organization. It's not just us. It's everybody that comes involved with this. So it's the organization's not we because we don't own a gym. We don't run events. The only thing that we do is help these girls get better in basketball because that's what our mission is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, hey, 
Go ahead. Go ahead, Damon. No, you go ahead. Well, all I was going to say is, I mean, we all know this because, again, we have daughters and we've coached and we, we've been in the scene. It's not just helping them in basketball because that is their love and that is where we, you know, where we help them in the view of, of the normal eye. But in the overall picture, we're growing these girls into young ladies and the, and the women for the future. Absolutely. And that's what, you know, we're, we're developing leaders on the basketball floor, in the classroom, and in the community, you know, it's it's taking these life lessons that we talk about a lot of character development, not just basketball, but character development, and taking that on with them because it, you know, it goes with opportunities. They're not going to have maybe the same opportunities once they get out into the workforce. So we want to make sure that they're strong, they're confident, and they can take care of business. Yeah, and I, I'm completely 100% on with it. I, I've been uh, involved with it, not you know, involved with it, but I've been in with it. Since you guys started, you know, I mean, my daughter was one of the first one of the yep. first team members, one of the first uh, girls to be involved with that, along with Olivia Brown, who you guys are playing tonight with your daughter, Ashlyn and Sydney out on the south side. There was a, a lot of girls there. And from south that first, yeah. And from that first group of girls, you know, I mean, it turned into something, you know, even just that next year, you went from one team or two teams to like 15 teams. You know what I'm saying? And then last year was just we go into gyms and it's just like IGB here, there, there, here, there, 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 and here. And I mean, and they're and they're coming and grows, and I like it because I listen to the girls when they talk. And and I've worked with some of them on the side, you know, not a big deal, but we, I listen to when they talk and they always have good things to say to say about their different functions about uh, what IGB gives you with, you know, learning other things outside of basketball. And the one thing that I can tell you right now that McKenzie absolutely adored was the fact that she had an opportunity to go play just pickup ball. You know what I mean? Like, she's grown up sitting on the sideline watching me play ball. You know, that's all she knew, her and her brother. just That's what we did. But her having that opportunity now – to on Friday nights instead of going, I know she wanted to go support the football team, but she'd rather go to the gym and play ball. And she had that opportunity to go did it. And without you guys, it would have been very, very rare for her to have that opportunity. So kudos to you guys and everybody involved. Natalie, uh, your uh, I think it's your dad over at Indiana uh, Basketball Academy. Absolutely wonderful thing you guys got going on. And black and white sports is all about it. <laughs> yeah thank you I mean, we would well we'll talk another time i don't want to bring i don't want to put you on the spot right in the middle of the show i know you guys got uh daughters you want to watch them play the game right now damon do you have anything else for him i'm good man i appreciate you guys coming on yes, and sir. make sure you guys if you got a second throw the links up for uh the push-up machine on the feed here that way the people who are watching and watch the recording on youtube We'll be able to be able to get a chance to see what you got there, man. Awesome. And I heard, hey, man, a, rumor. Really I heard yeah. a rumor that you was going on Shark Tank. <laughs> I don't know, man. We're, we're heading that direction. We're not there yet. Okay. Okay. We're heading that direction. There you go. There you go. Matt, Chad, thanks again. We'll let you guys right, go man. so you can get to your game. And we'll be uh, definitely talking to get us up there and get on this push-up machine. We'll, we'll see you in the pain cave. Sounds good, guys. Thanks, All guys. Right, have a good one. See ya. That was awesome. We love small businesses around the local scene, man. 
Oh yeah, yeah. He's a he's a local dude. He went to Carmel. Do you uh, like my name? He had a Westland, so uh, formerly known as. as. Now you need a symbol. <laughs> I know. <laughs> now you need a. Now you need a symbol. All right. So hey, check this out. So why don't you? Um, when we do a quick commercial break, and All right. then we will get right into our stuff, pimping. Sounds good. I can do that, sir. Right now. What is up, everybody? It's your boy Dan over at BWSports1.com and Black and White Sports. And I'm wondering if you're ready to buy or sell that home, now's the time. And I got just the person for you. Mr. Sean Nugent, a.k.a. Rockstar Realtor himself. 317-503-8322. Put that home on the market. Get into your dream home with this man, Talk to Sean at Talk to Tucker today, 317-503-8322. And make sure you tell him the boys over at BWSports1.com sent you. That's right. We sending them. Sending them. Oh, man, that was awesome. You know where we're sending them? Uh, We're sending them to Hawaii. Uh, No, sir. (laughs) We're sending every body right now to the man cave headlines baby that is absolutely amazing oh all right so let's get it started man let's get it started let's roll what a weekend of combatant sports it was good it It was was good. good it was good like i had the whole house shut down and what was it? Eight o'clock. Actually, I was two hours early. I had the whole house shut down. Nobody Damn. do anything in this place. And then I figured out, okay, this is the pre-talk. I don't care about the pre-talk. I just want to watch the fight. And then so eight o'clock, here it comes. Nathan Mayhem Maynus. What a fight. Man, I, all I know is if you didn't think, if you didn't, have any faith in Nate Nate's chin and his his uh ability to take a punch and still fight back. That kid has heart, that kid has talent, that kid has skills, and that kid has a wicked right hand too. <laughs> uh, yeah man I was a, I was a little worried early th- earlier in the fight I was like Ooh, I think the experience of this guy is has a little bit, but I'm like, man, he's taking those like the, the like he's eating Skittles. I'm like, come on, yeah. and then and then the second that the second round, uh, that was absolutely amazing. That right hand nailed that jab right in the middle of his face was absolutely amazing. And then the the slick move to slide over and put him in that uh, what was that the rear naked choke? Uh, yeah, I think that's what he ended up getting as a rear naked. Yeah, that was uh, that was nice. It was nice and slitterly. As soon as he got, as soon as he knocked him down, dude, and and he got his back turned, it was done. I mean, yeah. you've seen him zip. It was like a python striking. Whoosh, done, done deal. Yeah, I can't wait was... to talk to him. It's oh, no. be, uh, oh, I don't know. Maybe tomorrow night, just for the well, hell. I think he's at the bar right now. I know he's the, him, and, him and Bobby Emmons because you know s- still on the uh, the com- the combatant sports side of things. 
uh, one of his trainers and, and teammates down there at Nice Guy Submission in Evansville, big shout out to them. Bobby Emmons actually was invited to a 16-man invite-only submission tournament down in Cancun, Mexico. And it was on Fight Pass uh, Sunday at 6. The first match worked him. He, he got he got the win, got to do the tap. His herniated disc in his back started bugging with him. He had to withdraw. That's that's we're terrible. Man, but hey, shouts out to Bobby, shouts out to Nate, and shouts out to Nice Guy Submission down in Evansville. Uh great place. Been there. Can't wait to get in there and train with you guys. Uh, I can't wait to get my Nathan Manis shirt. And it better be a prayer Manis. <laughs> we're gonna come up with something for him we're gonna come up with something for him oh so that's absolutely amazing so but that wasn't the only fight ufc fight uh on uh um hey there fellas <laughs> <laughs> uh that i'm gonna guess is that there's a there's a couple people that it could be <laughs> yeah there was another uh, UFC. That wasn't the only fight on that UFC card Correct. that evening. Correct. Yes, it was the uh, Smith-Clark um, title fight. Uh, Not non-title. I, non-title. I, I mean, I watched it. Because uh, the, the, the actual fight was COVID postponed. So yeah, that so became they, the... They bumped the... They bumped the, uh, the... Hey, now we know who it is. We they bumped the main event off because of COVID issues. So, oh man, there there's Zach <laughs> Zach Deer, Zach Deer. He's a wonderful new friend of mine. If you didn't catch the small business shout out call outs last week on Thanksgiving that we did for a few people that were uh, that jumped on board, he was the best one of it all because my boy Zach got a gif made out of him falling from a makeshift chair on <laughs> i mean it was perfect too and he's still getting hit up on notifications and text man i hey man i just saw you fall <laughs> that's right zach dear elite performance we got some good news coming tomorrow um he's got an open house over there i'm gonna be over at elite performance at 7 a.m all right Bro, at 7 a.m., I am clicking over to Sports Center and I just brewed me a nice cup of freshly ground Pete's coffee. All right. <laughs> well, as soon as I get home, I'm going to take a shower and start going to work again. Yeah. Hey, Tom, that, that fight was boring. I paid zero attention to that Clark fight. I think I might have been asleep or no, I didn't even watch it. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I didn't watch it. I went over to the Tyson fight. There's <laughs> yes, another one. You yes, know, Rafael and I were talking on Monday Night Show um, about the the fight card in general. If you were a, don't do that motion again. I don't know what motion he's talking about, but maybe it was him. Maybe it was you. I don't know. Uh, the real the real boxing matches on the undercard. They were damn good matches. Yes. Yes, they were. They were. They were oh, this one. 
Oh, <laughs> they were surprised. I'm going better. to pump you, you up. up. Yeah, the uh, the two fights, the two undercard fights were a lot better Agreed. than I um, anticipated. Anticipated. Um, the ambiance was a little different. Um, after Wiz Khalifa's performance, I kind of figured out that this wasn't your regular Vegas sanctioned um, event. So I wasn't quite sure where all the belts came from and the rankings for the undercard fighters, because I'm pretty sure that that was not a Vegas uh, boxing commission sanctioned event as in legal. <laughs> No, no, it has it have to be legal. I mean, but it's, it's, in an Vegas, but... it's an exhibition. It's an exhibition. Yeah, it's not yeah, considered. Yeah. Uh, it's not going towards rankings. Well, now the undercard fights potentially could have been sanctioned. I didn't. I, I've seen highlights. Right. I didn't get to see the whole thing because I was watching the UFC. I've been around. I've been around the game a little bit, and I've seen a lot of performances. Um, at different uh, social events and different um, uh, communities and states in our uh, great United States of America that allow uh, different extracurricular activities. Um, but never um, yes. have I seen these um, happen at the same time on television. <laughs> Put Mayweather in that ring. On, on he wouldn't television. have enough room to run. <laughs> um Wiz Khalifa had a um, interesting um, device to keep his hand busy while he was taking breaks in between lyrics. And Snoop um, performed the same uh, vocal enhancing uh, procedure. <laughs> I mean, it was it was entertaining. It, it was, was entertaining. entertaining. Snoop should be commentating. 100% more uh, sports events. but I agree, because he's uh, he's part of the entertainment that made you, you know, listen to him, for one. Hey, and it was absolutely amazing. He did it exactly how your homie does in the garage watching the fight. Kind of like that. That you paid forty nine ninety eight for. Right. <laughs> right. Well, I'd be down with Snoop Loop doing some more uh, – Commentating, co-commentating somewhere. I hell, right. him and Pat McAfee. I want to see that. That'd be great. Man. But we're not gonna keep beating around the bush and not talk about how Nate Robinson got his ass knocked out talking all that damn shit. <laughs> you didn't make. Hold on, you hold on, made... hold on. Watch. What am I? What am I? <laughs> or no, you know I mean? we're like. Ugh, ugh. Yeah, we should have had the other screen up to have pictures, yeah. but but it's... I was doing some other things. I get it. Kudos to the young man. You stuck your neck out there doing something outside your element, but you put yourself in that situation and you talked a lot of shit. And you yep. said you've been working on a little bit of boxing skill and stuff like that. From what I saw, your novelty, that's exactly what you were. You were a novelty. Uh, just like you were in the NBA. You were a novelty. You weren't really, to me, I'm sorry, you weren't really good of a player. You know, you had hops. But, I mean, to win a dunk contest and you took 40 different misses to do it, eh, not really excited about it. But kudos to him for getting in and doing what other people won't. But you let that white boy knock you out to the point that he thought that he was ready for Conor McGregor. 
Yeah. Now, that wasn't a comment that the white boy knocked him out. That was that you let the white boy have confidence to fight McGregor. <laughs> wow. I mean, how much publicity <laughs> do you really want to try to give yourself? And I don't know, man. I, I ain't even no. I ain't even gonna waste my time on Mr. Paul. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about why people bought that that card. Uh, because uh, Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. look great for a fifty-year-old man. And Roy Jones said, um, "He said, uh, ouch. He said the man hits." Hard, and I think he can fight some of the young guys fighting today. <laughs> I believe he may have been pissed in a little blood come Sunday because them kidneys took some shots. And if you listen, you hear them, uh, and then you hear the ref go, "You still, you want to continue? You want to continue, Roy? You want to <laughs> go on?" He said, "I'm good. I'm good." Yeah. That was what Mike said, "Hey, you took a punch." And I respect that. He said, I hit you and you took it. And yeah. <laughs> you know that there was times though you seen Tyson kind of not not yeah. giving it in. You know, that I, uppercut. There was, one, I thought there he, was that one. It was, ooh. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. He's probably pissing blood yeah, uh, Sunday. But, I mean, you've seen Tyson hold back several times when he could have thrown that haymaking uppercut. And it's like, oh, man, how I'd love to see that again. But. I know he's in. Let's talk about the. Let's they look talk, right for two fifty year old men. Yeah, he did. Let's talk about the fact that Mike Tyson may be one of the most turned around athletes, people, uh, actors, you know, public figures in our lifetime. Maybe because people started accepting him for what he was and started trying to make him to something he was not. Well, it is what it is. And but live your life, and who gives a shit what nobody else thinks? Yeah, but regardless, you know, like I said, he was, uh, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't, I mean, he doesn't want the money. Like you said, oh, I didn't do this for the money. He didn't do it for his money. He's, he's giving it to charity. I mean, the, the mm -hmm. whole thing went to charity. It was great. It was a great cause. He's got a hell of a heart. I like to see this Tyson. I, I wish he never would have got the face tattoo, but I like this Tyson. You know, sometimes you got to go through adversity. Ooh, you know, you waited to pull that out until Tom Racker was on a broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I'm good. Hey, great, great show. Great event. Uh, I was, I wouldn't have paid for it. I didn't, uh, but it was a great show. I liked it very much. It was good. <laughs> it was good. Oh, and by the way, Roy Jones Jr. doesn't wear draws. <laughs> <laughs> You've seen them falling out around there a couple times, huh? Uh, no, that's what he said when they came to fight a draw. He said, I don't do draws. I don't, yeah, I don't I wear drawers. It. I don't do draws. Yeah. So it's like, okay. I got All you. right. So um, then he changed it real quick, but yeah, yeah. go on. <laughs> um, F1, man, has been Ooh. like in the news lately. For an out, uh, outrageous crash and a lot of disapproval after the crash. Yeah, man. Uh, I didn't watch it live. Our boys at Checkers and Wreckers covered this on Sunday because it happened right before the show came on. Mm -hmm. um, but as soon as they texted us, I was like, man, I got to see this then. And I seen the replay. I'm like, 
holy shit. Oh boy is lucky that they changed over to that halo safety protection because if that halo wasn't there, he would not be here. And he's lucky regardless because of the fire and that the car literally split into two and you see him in his wrists. I think, I don't know if they burnt or broke one of the two or something, but you see him jump over that guardrail and you kind of see his, his, his hand, his wrist. I don't know if it was snapped or something, but I know afterwards I seen him in a sling like this in the, in the hospital bed. So I'm, obviously it's either burnt or yeah. Yeah, I think he had burns on his uh, feet and his hands. Uh, Tom showed us one picture uh, of his left boot. Yeah. That was uh, pretty much melted yeah. and still on his foot. Yeah. As we can see from his other. Good. But I think the controversy comes with, you know, um, something that you don't see much in other sports is like one of the reasons why people tune in to racing that's not really race fans. Um, it's for the crashes. You know what I mean? Like, that's just exciting to me because I'm not really excited about, you know, going left 172 times in two and a half hours. Well, F1's not going left. <laughs> but, but right, F1 <laughs> is not like that. F1's a little different. But um, what people are drawn to from an audience and a spectator as uh, aspect of it is the crash, the fire crash, man, how they walk away from it. And then so with racing – they show these crashes over and over and over and over again. And this right at the time where the family doesn't even know if the driver or their family member is alive, badly injured, okay, right. whatever. You know I what mean, I'm on saying? That, so, on that particular one, we actually were able to see, he okay, he is alive. He's moving. He's able to function his body. But we didn't know the extent of the burns or if there's any breaks or anything like that. But we knew he was out of the car. He was walking. He was up on his feet. And he's coherent. So, yeah, that part, yeah, that's good to see. And I think, like, uh, the, the guys over at Checkers Records were saying, I think I, I agree with, I think they, they should use the videos and the footage for safety uh, uh what's the word I'm looking? like safety progress and growth within the sport and is mm -hmm. it particularly that course yeah i mean um i was i was going on more ooh ball state has made this game a little bit closer they're now down 5 to uh -oh. the michigan wolverines uh, uh -oh. but um I mean, I was looking more on the fact that, like, if you look in the NBA or if you look in the NFL, where you see these gruesome injuries, mm. you know what I mean? You'll get that shot one time. Yeah. Maybe one replay. And from there on out, blur. Don't see it or talk about it. Maybe a steel picture, but you'll never see that video again unless you go on YouTube or Twitter or somewhere like that to find it. But with the racing, man, you're going to see that crash everywhere yeah every time well you know when it was here that when the car went over the guardrail and split everywhere into pieces over and over and over again but then when the guy when gordon hayward or paul george you know you know breaks their you know bone and is sticking out or thing but in joe thighs or whatever one time right <laughs> no so I, agree. I, I do i do i do feel the pain i do think that you know you shouldn't you know 
continue to show these things uh, over and over again. I think there's ways that they can, you know, get the point across of how horrific the crash was without, you know, continuing the the glorification of the crash. Oh, I agree. I agree with you wholeheartedly on that. Yep. Are you there? Yeah, I was just, you know, <laughs> looking at at the of the favorable, terrible foul call that uh, uh, Franz Wagner just got. <laughs> the match three won by Phil, and a new and improved golf swing by the Hall of Fame great Charles Barkley. But you think Steph could actually play in the PGA Tour, huh? I, I think he's got a better shot of playing in the Tour uh, over uh, Mr. Romo than the people think. You know, Romo had those opportunities, you know, when he first retired to, um, you know, have a couple tournaments while giving qualifying points for a PGA event. Um, I think if Steph put a little bit more um, focus in the golf game instead of it just being a really good hobby, you know what I mean? I think he had a, he has a, a really opportunity to be a pro golfer. Now, I didn't say he'd be a, a good one or a, a one that, you know. But he could be on the tour. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he might be on the leaderboard maybe three, four times a year. You know what I'm saying? Okay. <laughs> uh, but, breaking news. Sorry, breaking news. Sources are saying the Rockets agreed to trade Westbrook. Where <laughs> to the Knicks? Uh, <laughs> to Washington for John Wall and a first-round pick. Oh, great and bad for Bradley Beal. <laughs> right, he gets rid of one and gets the other. Great and bad for Bradley Beal, and great and bad for James Harden. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, he might, he's probably on his way out too. So, and nobody wants that contract, you know, as much well, as he wants to go. True. To yeah, he might be stuck now. He's stuck. He is stuck. How many more years does he have on that contract? I don't know. Not Three? enough. <laughs> two, I think. Yeah, okay. You know what I mean? So, and from the comments that I, but this is, you know, not that, breaking. No, I mean, it's just yeah, breaking yeah. news. I brought it out. My bad. I didn't but we weren't going to talk about a whole bunch about them, about that today. Anyway, I mean, there was a couple right. of things, but yeah, from no, the comments, Kevin that, Durant. Just, that just popped in. Hey, right that's great, me, though. And that's exactly like, oh, that's exactly what we want to do. Break the news. You know what I mean? Right. We want to break, break the news. news. Break it. Break the internet either. One of the two. <laughs> <laughs> With the one and the guy formerly known as the ass. <laughs> All right. So, but anyway, back to the match. Yep. Um, I said that I thought Phil and Barkley would win because Phil was the only professional. <laughs> in the event, and I thought that his uh, overwhelming professionalism and major wins and uh, major victories uh, would be able to carry uh, old Sir Charles against Peyton and Steph. But it was Are you Charles. Sure you said that. But and, and Charles, yeah, I did. Are you sure you yeah. said that? I'm pretty sure I said, yeah, because Phil might have to go to the archives. Yeah, let's go to the archives. When it was brought up and we we threw it out there, I may be wrong, but I beg to differ. I think you said Steph and Peyton. 
I think Stafford Payton had a, had a opportunity, oh, but I, thought, I definitely I said, picked him. Okay, no, all right, I definitely all right. said Phil all right. because Phil was the professional. He had the better shot. He was going to carry Chuck. <laughs> but apparently, Chuck carried his own weight. Phil As was able to do something. <laughs> Phil was able to do something that um, nobody else has been able to do. All the people that uh, Barkley has played with over the years, um, they have never been able to get that hip hitch out of his swing. And somehow Lefty pulled it off and Chuck, you know, you know, handled his own and allowed Lefty to, you know, take over. <laughs> and that he did, sir. Yeah. yeah. That he did. I think uh, Steph was more worried about uh, his buddy Clay than he was about that match. Mm, yeah. Hey, what happens on Thanksgiving weekend here in Indiana? Every Thanksgiving weekend. Statement. The football. high school football championship, baby. You loved That's it. Right. I put this on here, didn't you? I did. I Look at me, because Ron Collie needed some good news, bro. It's been well, bad over there. <laughs> yeah, you know, this is the last time I will be able to really give my alma mater a shout out the way I know it. Congratulations to the Ron Kali Rebel football team. Number 10. Welcome to the club, boys. That's the last time. Um, he is going to now deliver his Al Bundy speech, folks. Nope. I'm just saying welcome <laughs> to the club. Welcome in. So, hey, yeah, congratulations to all of our um, Indiana State high school football champions this past uh, there, weekend. There's only really two games that were really good, honestly. One on each um, game. One on each yeah. game. It looks like it from the scores. Yeah. Uh, you know, you had – Covenant Christian, yeah. uh, the 1A, which is the lowest class. Those are schools that got like four people in the senior class. Yeah. <laughs> no, Covenant Christians be South Adams, who I've never heard of in my whole entire life of lifedom. Um, <laughs> they beat them by one, 41-40. And then in the class 2A, Western Boone uh, beat uh, Fort Wayne Bishop Lures. Lures. Lures yeah. uh, by one. They used, to, they used to be a pretty good powerhouse. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't do football, so I couldn't even tell you. I, I do. Know. I knew Carmel, Ben Davis, and Warren. Yeah. <laughs> the 3A, you got the champs sitting up there. I mean, Chatard over Danville. I don't know if anybody would have thought Danville was going to win that game. 42 to 14. You're wrong, Collie Rebels over Hobart, 49 to 7. That wasn't even a game. Hobart's out of um, up by um, yep. Ain't that where um, Sean up, came from? Uh, close, I believe, because it's up by Maryville. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> Cathedral in the five A over Zionsville, forty six twenty eight. Uh, Zionsville's been, I mean, obviously Cathedral's always been around the five A title game. Zionsville's been pushing towards it. They finally got there. Didn't. They didn't pull it off. And then 6A, Center Grove Trojans over Westfield, 38-14. I believe Mr. Football this year is coming from Center Grove. Uh, Center Grove is a new powerhouse. You know I mean, they've kind of – They were, they've, yeah. 
that newer. I mean, they've kind of taken over uh, where Ben Davis is, has kind of slacked off in the last couple of years. You know, yeah. you, you, you tend to see these three schools, uh, Center Grove, Carmel, and Warren yep. play big roles when back when um, I was around, it was Ben Davis and Penn. Right. You know yeah, Penn was Washington, or not Washington, Penn, and uh, there was another one from up north I can't think of. It was really big. Uh, yeah. It's like Penn's rival up there. I can't remember who it is. Um, but, yeah, uh, there was yeah. A, it was a good football weekend. Uh, it seems like it was a uh, Catholic school weekend. You have four of the five, well, four of the six. Yeah, are, I don't know. Are, 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 are private Winners. Catholic schools? Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know if Covenant Christian is actually Catholic, but well, private I mean, school, yeah. I don't know any Christian Catholic schools that aren't, I mean, Christian private schools that aren't Catholic. Uh, Christian doesn't mean you're Catholic, bud. Just saying. Isn't Catholic under Christianity? It's I a, guess that's a whole like nother. Do they believe yeah, in Christ? Do they believe in Christ? Uh, yeah. So that would make them Christians? Yes. Okay. Then Catholics got their own okay. mindset. Yeah. We're not going to get we, into we that. We obviously understand that. Oh, boy. Mm. <laughs> yeah, we ain't going to get into that. <laughs> but the end result is it was four <laughs> private Christian schools to win um Well, I mean, you title. got what? Four? Yeah, four. Four winners in the Central Indiana region. I mean, within Indianapolis, damn it. You got Cinder Grove Cathedral, Ron College, Chittard. But then you got Christians right there on uh right down the street from uh, Ben Davis. Oh, it is. Okay, okay. Now, yep. All right. So five out of the six were right here in the Indianapolis area that won it. And then you got Westfield, Zionsville, Danville, who aren't very far away either. Just so, outside suburbs. Yep. So central Indiana is where the football's at, folks. Move to central Indiana, but not by me. There's more than corn <laughs> in central Indiana. <laughs> that is amazing, bro. That is amazing. Um, so um, what do we do now? <laughs> what do we do now, brain? <laughs> uh, we've already same, done uh, discussion. Same thing we do every day. <laughs> we, are, we already had our bro discussion. We did we that did. earlier. So we're going to give a little uh, shout out to Driving for Dyslexia. Check them out. Uh, it was Giving Tuesday yesterday, uh, the, the big day for us to give back to charities and good causes. Driving for Dyslexia is literally one of the best ones that I've ever dealt with myself, that I've ever donated to, um, that I've ever given my time to. Because, And I fully believe in it because what they do is they take funds, they put those funds into a scholarship. It is the... Uh, uh, Justin Wilson Memorial Scholarship that they give to teachers and like teaching aides and stuff like that to help uh, teach about dyslexia to children, how to teach uh, uh, children with dyslexia so the teachers can learn and so we can help out. So Elliot Cox is our our wonderful favorite thirteen year old around the scene. So let's give him a little hype video action. This is him driving for dyslexia in action.
There you have it, folks. We are back. Ready, Damon, to roll into another session. Three balls in the air for... Uh... Yeah. What did, you, what did you update? Nobody knows what you're talking about. I do. <laughs> the world around us doesn't, and the world around us doesn't care what is updated, sir. Let's move. Well, in. you did it. Oh, <laughs> do not. I get you now. I, I don't know. Let's did move it. it. We're gonna. We're hold on. Let's skip. No, no. You want to do football? You want to do basketball first? Let's For do basketball. Which one? College or football? Or or college or pro? We're talking about college, right? Do you want to stay all in college, or do you want to flip flop for basketball, no. basketball, football, football, or do you no, want to do college? Stay in college, college, college. Start college off. Top six playoff teams are ready to roll, and I still do not understand. And this is going to kind of fall into another uh, topic under here, uh, like a couple notes down. I do not understand. How a 4-0 team, let me say that again, a four-game played team is in the top four at this point. Uh, they're going to be lucky to get it in, for one, because all it takes is, you know, you either get 10 people with COVID on your team or the other team, and it's going to be canceled. I don't know. I For one, I, for that. For two, Again, I'm going to say it. You got Cincinnati, 8-0. You got BYU got, I mean, they literally got kicked off the island in this last rankings. Completely kicked off the island. Florida and Texas A&M, I'm thinking that they should be ahead of Ohio State. One of those two teams should be in the top four, and Ohio State should be dropped back a little bit. I know you don't agree with me all the time on my thought process of ranking in the college football scene. I don't care. <laughs> I don't understand why a team that's only played four games at this point is in the playoff discussion. Damon, you have the floor. It's OSU. I don't give a shit. <laughs> there you have it, folks. Words of wisdom tonight by Damon the one. <laughs> no, but for real, for real. In, in this instance, at this point in the season of this current, I was giving all benefit of the doubt because the Big Ten um, had of this at the beginning of the season. Uh, when all these contingency, plan, contingency plans could have come into play when you had the flexibility that the SEC and the ACC have had. Um, you have put yourself in a real bind. And um, so at this point, at this juncture of this season, right now, how it stands, I do agree with you on how uh, or why they are still in that particular uh, position, especially when we go through um, here a, a note or two down when we talk about the uh, turmoil that the Big Ten has now found themselves um, has found themselves in, um, BYU 
Um, in Cincinnati, I still think they have a small gripe, but a small gripe it is because um, I think one, I think BYU might have a bigger, smaller gripe. I was going to say, Cincinnati man, get bumped as far and back as they and did it, for being and, undefeated. And it's not even about the the where they were. It's a, it's it's about how they how they can really have gotten screwed because as I done my research over the last couple of weeks. BYU was scheduled to play the toughest schedule in all of FBS football this season. So um, they would then have had their would have possibly seen the what talent and what kind of people they have. Or might not have. Correct. <laughs> you know what I mean? So one way or the we, other, we were going to yeah, see it. Yeah, one way or the other, we were going to see what you uh, BYU was about. But you can't rank them off of what could have been scheduled. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I do think they do have a little bit of gripe because the COVID situation changed their stuff altogether. But, you know, Cincinnati is in a better position, and you saw it in the rankings because they have a little bit of better quality of of, of team. Now, yeah, I agree with that. I agree yeah. Cincinnati is a better team than BYU is. But man, so I mean, other than the the OSU, I really don't see a whole lot of difference in uh, the top four, the top six, so to speak. One right. of those, two of those, uh, I, I think two of those SEC teams are going to get in. I don't think Cincinnati or BYU is going to get a shot unless we come to this next note. Unless they can find a way to make that game that we've heard about the last couple of weeks. Of makers, you know, this season they've just been putting games together on the fly. Mm-hmm. So we've heard that that opportunity that we could see a Cincinnati BYU game to give themselves a showcase for the uh, FBS playoff four. Yeah. Now I agree with you as far as it's laid out right now. Unless something catastrophic happens, neither one is going to get in. Cincinnati at this point deserves it more than BYU does, I believe. Um, but you got to look at Texas A&M and Florida. Their one loss teams and their only loss came from the number one team mm-hmm. in the nation. I agree with those. The only thing I don't agree with is Ohio State being in the top four. You've only played four games the whole season. And at this point, I thought at first it was you had to have eight games in to be considered. Now, all of a sudden you're hearing, oh, well, as long as they get six games in. It's like so you're just making shit up for them to get in. I mean, I've heard I've heard six to eight since they started. Well, now um, and the reason why six was a number that was being talked about was for specifically the Pac-12 because the Big Ten had two weeks of wiggle room, right. and the Pac-12 had zero weeks of wiggle room. So that's where the six games came into play. Um, okay. But I'm, I, it's hard-pressed to think that OSU will get a fair shot if they don't play enough games because um, – a fair shot. I mean, a fair shot is in a chance to play for the national championship. How is it a fair shot if they get all – and I'm saying if this is the, the scenario – if COVID starts breaking out in their facility and their locker room, their team and whatever, 
it already has their coach is not playing it is not coaching this weekend okay so no what i'm saying i think you're missing my point uh, i mean good. yeah we, no what i'm saying is they get it we, they get an opportunity they will still get an opportunity or a fair shake to play for the national championship if they were able to finish out those games mm. but i don't think they will is what i'm saying because of these opportunities of these less opportunities because okay. there's it's not for glow that they're going to play this weekend. Ryan Day is already not coaching right. enough and there's I think there's a couple but not enough. You know what I'm saying? So that's the next game and then next week they end the season with a terrible Michigan team. So yeah. you have nothing on your resume Where's that, that at? That puts it's in uh the shoot. Okay. It's in the big toilet bowl. Uh, you know, it does look kind of like a toilet bowl. <laughs> it looks exactly like a toilet bowl. <laughs> With the seat up. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, again, that brings into, I guess we'll skip this Big Ten talk up since we're talking about it right now. Um, and that brings us into the scenario that the, the Big Ten that follows himself in over the weekend with um, IU's uh, quarterback going down with an ACL tear, uh, Pettix. and Very then unfortunate. You yeah, and then very because the kid was likable. He had a you know very very watchable as well. Yeah. And then you have uh, Northwestern taking that L to Michigan State, which in my opinion, pretty even though they still have a game cushion and will probably be in the Big Ten championship game, still, um, I think that pretty much knocks them out of playoff. the conversation of the playoff conversation of the playoff because you're not going to put a one loss. Um, Big Ten team over a one-loss SEC team. It's never happened before, and it's not going to happen this year. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, you know I'm, I'm more of a Big Ten fan than I am an SEC fan, but I mean, obviously, I am too. But right, I understand what the we are not football changing is. their thoughts and who who that excuse me who they want in the playoffs. Yeah, so, you know, Wisconsin, even if they were to stumble backwards into, you know, the Big Ten championship game and win that game, I don't think they wanted they played enough games to even be eligible. Nope. Well, I mean, they've missed, what, three games already? Yep. You know, so, uh, you know, and then Michigan's not even playing this weekend because they and Maryland have COVID. The COVID. Hmm. So, I don't really think Michigan on, had – I here. really don't think Michigan has the COVID. I really think they have the – I don't want to lose anymore, so we're just going to get the COVID today. Yeah, I said it. I said it. My flag is flying high. And it's so, going to stay flying high, but they're tanking. But hold who, on here. I don't know. Doesn't the Big Ten have a 21-day policy? Yeah. So the Ohio State game may not even happen. Ooh, it's a year we can say we didn't lose to Ohio State. There you go. You got something to look forward to. <laughs> hey, I'm just and I think Jim Harbaugh will be going back to the NFL after this season. They won't fire him if he leaves. He'll quit. Uh, if I was him, I'd probably resign. Yeah, I don't know. Unless an NFL team can pay you more than what Michigan is playing, that's the reason why you, he's still there. You are no different than Notre Dame. Way high expectations for everybody that walks into that coaching chair. And 
Yes, this is true because name the last time you won a national title outright. Um, I think I spoke on this two weeks ago, sir. Yes, I'm <laughs> saying it again. Y'all suck. Go Irish. <laughs> <laughs> we beat that ass. Not Go this blue. year. Yeah, you got to wait 12 more years to redeem that ass whooping that you took. Dude. Ass whipping. You just better worry about what happened. You brought it up. You brought it up. Ass whipping. Next. Ass whipping. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, um, good and bad news for the Vanderbilt Commodore football team. Mm. Uh, We reported that uh, young Sarah uh, Fuller would be kicking for the Vanderbilt, which would be which would be the first female to play in a football game in a power five conference in FBS, but the third to play in a football game in the entire FBS. So kudos to her. I didn't think I was peeping in and out. I didn't think that she was going to get an opportunity because they suck. I actually watched the (laughs) the kickoff after halftime. And that's, that's what got her. her, uh, I saw the actual play live when it happened. Yeah. So, so here, hold on. Let me tell you a better story that I had over the weekend. I picked Notre Dame. I picked Nebraska, and we're we're talking about uh, spreads here. Okay, mm-hmm. I hit those two. My third leg is Vanderbilt with thirteen points, and I'm thinking, okay, they're playing for a reason today because of the extra hype given for this young lady that's that is in a power five game I figured the guys would step up and do something they did absolutely shit and gave her no opportunity to even kick a field goal I mean from what I understand the Vanderville football 0 and eight um, they wouldn't have gave the regular non-COVID kicker a chance to kick the football either. So the, that was it. That was your shot. You was either going to be at the beginning of the game or the beginning of the second half of the game. But the, the past couple weeks, I mean, they, they play. They, I've been kind of watching, and it's like, man, okay, they're in the games. They could, I'm thinking they could stay within 13 with Mizzou. Nope. You're watching Vanderbilt games, honestly. I, now like I watch that. a lot of bullshit games. No, but I you're do. watching Vandy. Dude, I, I bet. <laughs> but you're watching Vandy. I got, yeah. Okay. I, I, I bet okay. with this. I bet with this, right. Damon. Right. Not with this. So, uh, this has, I have no heart either or for Vanderbilt. I didn't Zero. say that I watched the whole game. <laughs> yeah, all I'm doing is hit the ticker. And the only reason why I paid any attention to that was because of this young lady. If it wasn't for that young lady, I would not give two rats' asses about Vanderbilt football. Apparently, if I, have, if I didn't have that and money on it, I wouldn't have cared. And apparently, their athletic department didn't have two rats' asses about <laughs> Vanderbilt football either because after the game, they fired the coach. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Well, whatever. Bittersweet moment. <laughs> yeah, very. Next. Uh, Syracuse. Sucks. <laughs> Loses a game because of a spike. Did you see football. that? 
Oh, fourth it's, down. What is it called? The Leroy Jethro slap? Gibbs head slap. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. I, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, that was just I, dumb. That was I, the biggest come on man of the week. I say this to all um, point guards that I've ever coached, Ooh, never played yeah. with, or ever been around. Um, and I say it's all position players. I say it to my daughter all the time. You got to know time, score, and situation. Got to know time, score, situation. And this is your quarterback. Time, score, situation. This is yeah, this is your leader. This is quarterback. This is your flowing air dude. Time, score, situation. Ready for Ball State to come back. Oh, John, John Wayne's here. Oh, it's not going to happen, buddy. John, you <laughs> missed your shout-out, brother. Yeah, You'll have to did. play the replay when this is over. Yeah, the very he was beginning all, of the show for you. He was rubbing bellies. Oh, feeling <laughs> the kicks, huh? Feeling the kicks. Um. Yeah, all right. Uh, dumbass Syracuse. Well, there you go. Not the kid. I can't. I mean, he's a kid. I can't call him a dumbass. So I just say dumbass Syracuse. <laughs> that that was, that was just stupid. Yeah, but was that even better than dumbass? Stupid, dumbass, idiot, fucked up. Uh, I, you know, uh, I'm not gonna give him any. I, I mean, that was kind of like you. Know, you kind of thought you remember when uh, Tom Brady did this. Fourth, fourth. Fourth, uh, what, huh? I think that was more of a show. Told I, I you he was rubbing bellies. See, <laughs> see, but yeah, I mean, this kid was totally clueless. So, yes, sir. So, uh, all right, let's get into a um, couple changes in the uh, AP top ten for the men's basketball. Um, uh, a couple big changes. Kansas has lost two games now, and they were preseason in the top ten. Uh, they lost to uh, Kentucky and number one Gonzaga. Wait a minute. Uh, Hold on. I thought Kansas won last night. Yes, I meant Kentucky lost two games. I apologize. I was going to say, I was like, man, hold on here. I was watching that game. <laughs> and I picked Kansas, and I picked Michigan State last night. <laughs> We were clicking at the same time. <laughs> I'm not going to rub your belly. That is great. Yeah, so um, obviously from uh, what I've did seen. You see that? Did you see that? What? You remember the time, <laughs> you? John? Yeah. Yeah, you remember the time when Prince was just the artist formerly known as Prince until he yeah. came up with something. Yeah, we need kind a of symbol. in that limbo period. We need a symbol. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, so um, I top ten looks pretty good. Illinois looks strong. Um, yeah. I like that the Big Ten has four teams in the top ten. Uh, Illinois is real good. That's a nice uh, sleepy team uh, uh, for the national great. title. Um, I think they're uh, going to win the Big Ten. Uh, Iowa is going to be. Uh, quite the um, opposition for anybody in the Big Ten, but Illinois, I think, is the is probably one of the more well rounded teams, um, front court, back court, and bench in the whole um, entire country. So I like to look for Illinois to be as good as that D Brown and Darren Williams team. 
Uh, I would agree with you. They're they're tough. They're sleeping, or a lot of people sleeping on them, and I could definitely see them going really far into the tournament. Yeah. So uh, college basketball this week we have dual weeks. We have feast week, which is normally played last week of uh, the week of uh, Thanksgiving, where you got all the the Maui Gym tournaments and the shootouts and the. Uh, Alaska, the what? Not Alaska, the Atlantis uh, <laughs> down there. Well, because used to be the uh, Alaska. Oh well, yeah, it did. <laughs> yeah. So, but now you got the uh, the land down on Atlantis in the Bahamas. So, so all those tournaments, so some are playing, but they're all kind of hodgepodge right now. So they're now being played this week. Uh, so we got Feast Week, and we got uh, Jimmy V Week to starting off tonight uh, with some really good key matchups. So, uh, but other than that, you know, what I mean, college basketball is kicking off to a nice start. You know, what I mean, uh, some been some great matchups. We do got number one and number two this weekend, though. Number one, Baylor, number two, one Gonzaga, number two, Baylor. I haven't seen Baylor play yet, but I have seen Gonzaga. Gonzaga's the real deal. Uh, it might be Marquis' best team that he's had. This team is loaded. I will say that since the beginning of the season, you know how I think about Gonzaga, and I'm not saying that they're not good and this, that, and the other, but I have kind of been watching them. It's like you're scoring over 100 points on teams, man, and you're, you got some – Easily. Yeah, you got some ballers. <laughs> you balling. Yeah, that's – uh, yeah, that's us. Um, good news, um, IU and Purdue fans, uh, you – what are you doing, Dan? What? What are you editing? Oh, it's farther down. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but it's giving me notifications and it's killing me. Oh. <laughs> and then and then I don't see the changes. So it's ah, killing me. I got you. No. So um Yes. Who are we talking about? I don't know. Oh uh, IU Purdue fans. Yes. Don't worry. You guys are going to have decent teams. I'm more. Uh, <laughs> I am more. Um, I think the upside is higher this season for Purdue than IU, but I do like the the direction that IU is going. And Dell Davis's son is the truth. He just needs to learn how to shoot. <laughs> gotcha. But Purdue looks really good. Another seven footer. For uh, Purdue, uh, Matt Painter has been pulling them in in this uh, new fast-paced offense. He's been able to, to um, you know, keep a seven-footer of of good skill and good talent. I like this young kid. He's got good feet, and he and he's strong, and he moves like he's strong. I isn't that bad, Sean. <laughs> the we'll Canadian Yao Ming. That's what I thought. I thought he looked like a, an old. Canadian. A seven four Canadian young man. <laughs> well, we could tell Mr. Rockstar Realtor is not an IU fan, I guess. <laughs> oh no. He's neither. He doesn't like either school. I don't think I've heard him say any good things about either school ever. <laughs> Maybe the Kelly School of Business. He's a Notre Dame fan. Oh, that might get him riled up. <laughs> I'm waiting. 
All right, so uh, let's hit our last commercial. Oh, Jimmy V week as well. Jimmy V, Jimmy Valvano, Store Scott. Um, this is a week where if you give money to um, cancer foundations, you know, do your thing. We've all have been affected by somebody in our life who's troubled by this terrible uh, affliction. So um, this is time to reflect. Give if you that can. There you go. Real adversity. Yes. Yes. That's all I that need is, to say. That is the life there was, no, yeah, there was nothing else after it. It was that's real <laughs> adversity. So Matt Painter's reference <laughs> challenge is how to apply chapstick 7,000 times while wearing a mask. Good point, Mr. Buzzard. <laughs> that's great. That's great. All right. Now it's uh, commercial time. Oh, and Tom we must get be into what we really Sean, want to talk about. Sean Nugent must be our, like, uh, BW Sports One's own Dan Dockage type. I speak the truth. Oh, uh, Dan, that's his buddy. That's his buddy. You know what I mean? They they powwow. <laughs> hey, man, powwow together. Let's all powwow. No, we're I'm on the powwow. He's, he's, I think he's on the band list. I think Dan banned him. I got you. <laughs> I got you. All Let's right. give another shout out to another small business right here in Speedway. Man, that was so that was such a fun 36 hour trip that we took down there to Daytona and SIK. That was fun. Yes. <laughs> we had a ball. There was hey, no John, strippers and glitter. You know we're no strippers and glitter. Yeah. There was no, no, no strippers and glitter. Nope, not at all. <laughs> just, uh, John, just let you know we got a meeting tomorrow with your favorite first financial banker over there. Our favorite now that you left. So yeah. Yeah. All right. So, hey, bro, um, I'm looking at the clock. So let's um, let's get to this and let's get this football, this get through this and let's get to talking. So we get to what's tonight, Wednesday. Ain't shit going on. All right. So NBA news. <laughs> You're killing me, man. You remember I told you I got to get I'm up for training. Right? <laughs> oh, so, all right. So let's run through this real quick. All right. Real quick. Uh, NBA news. Uh, season starts in three weeks. Uh, training camp started yesterday. Uh, Greek freak AD Giannis Antetokounmpo and the Davis still have not signed their new deals for their teams. Everybody's trying to figure out what's going on with those two. Obviously, they're both going to sign. They're just looking for AD is looking for numbers and years or looking for years. Um, Giannis look for numbers. No, Yonners is looking for help. Help. He's going to look at, <laughs> he's going to get a max deal. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he's looking for help. help. What are you going to do? He wants to win and he wants to win there. He doesn't want to go anywhere else. So, so he's, he's trying, trying to, to wait and see if they do anything. Yeah, I think that's exactly what he's doing. 
And I think AD is, you know, trying to figure out what well, I think we'll see something for him in the next couple of days since LeBron uh, signed a two year, $85 million extension. So I look, so look for that to take place. Uh, I think Sean is talking about the strippers and, and glitter thing. Hey, I have, have yet no- to see a midget stripper and I cannot wait. Man, he has no clue. <laughs> Sean has no clue, does he, Damon? No, he has no idea about this fatuation <laughs> with uh, the shorter side of life. Oh, boy. <laughs> anybody out there? Can, John, Sean, anybody on there tell me, how do you spell warriors? Because I go through these notes, and I'm trying to read every week, and I'm like, what in the hell is he typing oh, here? Is, is that what we're doing right now? Is that what we're going to do right now? <laughs> Christmas Day basketball, baby. Schedule came out, Damon. That looks like some pretty good matchups, honestly. Oh, I just hit the wrong button. I forgot to add. It's an A and the O. I mean, my uh, fingers was working fast. Uh, I mean, I had when uh, I did that, I had I did that last night after uh-huh. the loss of Carmel basketball. So I had a couple glasses. Ah, okay. So the thumb was slipping. (laughs) Yeah, there was a lot of yeah. Gotcha. Pelicans and Heat started at noon. Warriors and Bucks at two thirty. Nets, Celtics. That could be interesting at five. Mavs and the Lakers go at it at eight. And the Clippers and the Nuggets cap off the Christmas Day games at ten thirty. They got some decent matchups. Uh. If they were going to give uh, get a rid of one real quick, I would say buy Clippers and Nuggets out of that one right out of, out of those five games. Uh, that's one of the games that I'm intrigued about. The game that I don't particularly care about is the Mavericks Lakers. No, LeBron's not playing. He already said he wasn't playing. <laughs> oh well, there goes. I got you. You know what I mean? So I mean, I mean, it's Christmas Day. He might, but that that one I'm not so much intrigued about. Um, and really, the Warriors Bucks, I really don't care about that one either. And I like to see Steph play again, but I want to see Steph and Clay. Don't care about Steph and Draymond. Not excited. Uh, Pelicans are Heat, awesome. yes, yes. Pelicans Heat, I'm all about that game. I'm yeah, that's all about that game. <laughs> I want to see that one. I definitely want to see that one. That is a hell of a way to get the basketball tipped off on Christmas, is having them tip off uh, first. And what a perfect game for that time frame. The 5 o'clock game, the Nets Celtics. It's going to be absolutely great. Uh, depends. That is, could be into, it could be definitely a damn good game. We'll just have to see which teams show up. As in? I think there's a little turmoil in Brooklyn right now. Where? Uh, the guard position. Between who? Himself. <laughs> oh, okay. There you go. Okay. Just want, just, nah, just make sure we got the, Yeah, okay. Yeah. The, that I could agree with. Anything else? I'm not really sure just yet. You got to no. wait till some adversity happens in the season. I love it, man. We should have started off the night with adversity because Tom Racker was on here. Jason right, Tatum. Yes, I am Jason all Tatum. in on Jason Tatum. Yeah, he got paid too. The Celtics are all in on Jason Tatum. As we all heard last week, he made that nice contract. Yeah, that 195 million rookie max. 
extension. Yeah, he uh, he definitely deserves it, and I hope he plays. I hope it works out for him. And I, you know, I I do like to see Brad Stevens win a title once one of these days. Whether I don't care what team, but that team right now, you got it. I the addition of Tristan Thompson was huge. It was, it's a bigger deal than people give credit for. You know, I know he's been touched by the Kardashian curse. You know, I mean, the only person to survive the Kardashian curse and become relevant was uh, James Harden. He said, oh, no, before that gets into my blood, my veins, let me Ooh. drop this dead weight. <laughs> Ooh. No. Rock, no, uh, one, rock, no one. Rockstar no one. came out. No. Hell, yeah. You put two NBA players together, oh. then they'll not. Then they'll actually look like a fight. We've seen Nate Robinson. We've seen that novelty. I need a new person. You know what I mean? Ben Wallace. Ooh. Stick Ben and Rashid in there together. No, no. Artes. Quit running from the, the palace, the malice in the palace. Ron Artes. Ah, ben Wallace. Four rounds. Exhibition. Fisticuffs. Let's make it happen. Let's do it. DW <laughs> Sports One presents Meta World Peace versus Ben Wallace. <laughs> awesome. All right. Flipping script. Um, no more NBA talk. We still got a good three weeks for that good stuff. Um, NFL talk. Uh, don't really need to talk about that because that game happened today. And I don't know how they. Wow. <laughs> see the end of that game? Did you no. see the end of the game? Oh. Fishworth was going to find a way to try to blow that game. <laughs> but, <I> you know. <laughs> here's my thing. Small little quick rant. You know you love him when the ass, the guy formerly known as the ass starts to rant. I got a problem. Uh-oh. I am not a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. But mm-hmm. I'm telling you right now. They're trying to screw you guys right now because the game is supposed to happen Thursday. Then it got moved to Sunday. Then it got moved to Monday. Then it got moved to Tuesday. Now it's finally got moved to today. Now you pro- now you moved your Sunday game to Monday night against uh, what Washington. For one, if you can't play the game. With the players that you have. Especially if the team and the organization is breaking the COVID restrictions. You should be forfeiting the game. Period. End of story. I'd like to know. It's not your your team's fault Mm -mm. that they couldn't play until today. It's not theirs at all. Now you're taking away film days. Now you're taking away training day or uh, preparation days for the next game. Now, granted, it is Washington, but hell, they may be the best fucking team in the NFC East. Uh, we've already discussed it that the battle for the NFC East is between Washington and the Giants, not the Eagles and the Cowboys. Which I was... don't know if it's against the Giants anymore because of uh, Daniel. They Jones still got the out. highest. They still got the highest percentage to win the division with Daniel Jones missing at least two games. And it's probably because of the teams that they have left on the schedule. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, I Washington plays Pittsburgh, you know? Yeah. You know, um, when I, I'm not too much worried about the movement of it because I think the movement actually kind of benefited an older Ben Roethlisberger. 
You know what I mean? Gives him a little more time to rest, a little more time. Oh, I mean, he threw, the, he threw the ball 55 times a day. Shit, yeah. his arm is tired. But I don't think the day preparation is, is really too much affected because mm-hmm. you still have that rest day tomorrow. Like he said, at the end of the game, hey, I'm going to start watching film tonight. You know, you got the rest day tomorrow, and you still got Thursday, Friday, Sunday. You know do I mean? they so, have a rest day tomorrow? I don't know. Uh, I'm asking, do they have an actual rest day, or is it just going to be film film day? A film rest day, pretty safe thing. You watch film, you lay on the bench, you put ISO, you get the tub. Well, usually the they you actually have, have a day off. Rub you down. Yeah. I mean, usually they do have a day off, like a complete day off away from everything. Yeah, but the good game. ones are never off. You know what I mean? Well, the good ones are never off. That's why we're never <laughs> off, brother. Yes, yes. You know, but um, I do think it it, it, it kind of – it's give and take. You know, I don't think um, – but see, that brings up the point – I'm sorry I'm jumping around, but that brings up the point we tied two things together. That brings up, you know, something we had on here about um, with the um, – the Broncos, you know, where the Broncos made an example of, mm. you know, what I'm saying, you know, same situation with Baltimore and the Broncos. You have, quote unquote, protocol brawls, uh, protocol violations, which I don't think Lamar Jackson was one by his response. It's like, hey, man, this is this is unbelievable. I cannot be positive. I did everything I was supposed to. So with him, I believe him. The rest of them, eh, kind of wonder about how many strippers you share. But that's beside the point. But why are you forcing Denver to play, but you're not forcing Baltimore to play? I think that there's not enough, at least to the the public ears, there's not enough of information on the Baltimore situation compared to Denver's situation when you have one of the – one of the quarterbacks straight out saying, none of us had masks on in there. Well, you just told on yourself. So, so basically, you, you're going with me on they're making an example out of the Denver Broncos. Oh, yeah, wholeheartedly. Wholeheartedly. But like I said, I don't I don't know if there's a lot. Uh, man, see, you say midgets and I'm like squirrel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like I said, I don't think that the the full information is disclosed yet on what actually happened in Baltimore. And then you got Cleveland shut down their facility again today. And it's like what one one day a week for the past three weeks, a month. But they got enough people to play. But here's my point: is what I'm saying is, regardless of what did who do did what where. You still made a team with subpar people play in a football game that you clearly could have moved when you did the same for a team for another team. Why? Because this team is not playoff, or this team because this team is a better marketable game. Say that again, Damon. This team is a better. This is a better marketable game. More people are going to watch this game. Bingo! And they lost it at three forty-five on a Wednesday afternoon. I was watching it. Well, I mean, the the, the general population at three forty five on a Wednesday afternoon it can't make it home in time to watch that game. That's why you have a, a tablet, a telephone. You know, man, that's a pitiful excuse. 
for uh, three I mean, days, for four days. I tried to drive safe. For four days in late March, in early uh, whatever month that comes after March. April. <laughs> you have the national tournament for men's basketball and women's basketball. Because and people known. are watching these games that's on their phone. That's tradition. If you want to Play. watch your team play, you'll watch them play. Well, that's not my team, fucker. <laughs> and I watched them. I know you did. Next. All right, so next, moving up. Uh, let's see if anything else is irrelevant. Very bad loss, Colts. Very bad loss. Very, very bad loss. Very, and we will talk about that here shortly. <laughs> uh, very bad loss. Uh, the Jags fired their GM, Caldwell. Lions fired coach, Mass Patricia, and GM, Bob Quinn. Should have been done at least two seasons ago. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. And uh, last thing for me, um, I'm about sick and tired of all these lame-ass excuses for these players being popped with PEDs in the NFL and the NBA. Well, they don't have it in the NBA. <laughs> uh, these players being popped for PEDs in the NFL and in Major League Baseball. Um, you got to give me a new lame excuse. I'm tired of hearing um, I was unaware of the substances that I'm – that's bullshit. You know what I mean? It's bullshit. Know what you put in your body. Tom knows what he put in his body. Ben knows what he put in his body. You know what I mean? Know what Just you put in your body. you have a nutritionist or whatever doesn't mean you don't need to understand what you are putting in your own body, period. Don't, don't expect him to do the research for you. You go to your NFL doctors, your team doctors, and say, hey – can I take this? So um, you not doing that lets me know that you're looking for a competitive edge through a supplement. I don't care what it is because you didn't follow the rules. I'm tired of the, the same old excuse. Period. I agree. Uh, they pulled Robert Mathis over for female fertility drugs. Excuse. Yes. Yes. But his was viable because his wife was pregnant <laughs> and they've been trying for a long time so his had a little truth to it <laughs> maybe but he still got his punishment and he still took it and he did whatever you know what i mean but i'm just really on this oh i did this barry bonds excuse oh i didn't know what, what he was using whatever you're a million dollar athlete you're not just gonna let somebody just Oh, whatever. You're going to give him a shot right in his ass cheek and make his head blow up. You've seen that happen. Next. Yeah, next. <laughs> All right. So, uh, what do we do during the week other than us? Ah, that sounded terrible. Yeah, I don't know where you're going with that. <laughs> uh, I do right. know where you're going with that. But maybe the world didn't, Damon. Maybe the no, world didn't. No. No, tell us about our lovely BW Sports One family of shows through the week. The BWSportsOne.com lineup for the week. You have bet your ass with Rafael Esparza starting off through your Mondays at 7.30 Eastern Standard Time. Starting off your week, right? Sorry. Then you have our brothers over at Dynasty Bros Fantasy Football with the redraft show exclusively BW Sports One. That's at seven o'clock on Tuesdays. Wednesday night is right here with your boys. 
Super kicking it with Steven comes at you Saturdays at 1230. Anything on the squared circle talk and you end the week with your biscuits and gravy at 11 o'clock in the morning on Sunday with our brothers over there at Checkers and Wreckers who drive fast, shift hard and keeping that rubber on the road or slinging that dirt. And as always, you can catch Tom Racker, a.k.a. Tommy Boy from Checkers and Wreckers over there at CWTV broadcasting your favorite iRacing events, leagues, and everything else. Go to BWSports1.com, reach out to us, let us know where we can help you. Hey, Stefan, just kidding. <laughs> Steven, this dude, this dude, super kicking it. I love it. His little post today, this video, uh, the post about the chicks. I awesome did, you know, phone. I did not, I have not watched that yet because I was driving a lot today. So I haven't been, I yeah. haven't had a lot of time. I was actually well, out of the house today. Well, I was, I, I posted that, but I was more on the uh, chick one where he put up the grid with the oh, 575 yeah, yeah, hours. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Now, I, haven't get, I haven't put my list up yet, but it was a great one. But I had to get some, some background information. I didn't know if we was going off skill. I didn't know if we was going off looks. I didn't know if we was going off a combination of the two. You know what I'm saying? Because there was, you know what I mean? Because I don't know why China wasn't on that list. Uh, you know, I kind of wondered that too, and it definitely wasn't on the looks then. Yeah, it definitely wasn't on the looks. But why was China not on that list? But Trish, no, number one, Trish and Lita is at the top. I don't really particularly care about anybody else. If China's not on that list, that'd be my three, and then but Flair's daughter. I'm good with. Uh, Flair's yeah, I mean Charlotte Flair should have been on there, and, and she was uh, on there. no, she was. She was on the bottom corner, right? Mm-hmm. I think so. Yep. Um. I think I put Lita, uh, Trish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to say, oh, I put, uh, damn, Bailey and Alexa Bliss. And I said, keep the change because I still had like $25 left over. Ah, okay. Yeah, I don't know about that. I just went with them, and I don't care about anybody. You just feel. I it. will say real quick before we get into our picks of the week, I will say uh, the WWE is doing a really good thing right now with Alexa Bliss and uh, Bray Wyatt uh, with the the Fiend and um, Randy Orton. They're getting ready to do something, and it's looking pretty good. So, are you reading? I was reading her comment about, you know, she had to defend her cosplayer. Yes, she did. All <laughs> right. Damon, it's that time of the week. It's Wednesday Night Live's Picks of the Week. I had to do the the Sean impression. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes. Uh, spotlight games, folks. There you go. Spotlight <laughs> games of the week. All right, so uh, surprises, sir. Surprises, players, uh, teams from last week. As I spit everywhere. The Pew Pew Girls ready. I was like, no, not yet. We're almost done. We're almost. All right, so let's knock it out. <laughs> let's knock it out for the Pew Pew Girl. And so you can get your rest because you're going to need it. You Phew, can get your man. ass folded tomorrow. Oh, man, that's early. <laughs> that's early. I mean, it, I'm up by then. Just doing all that, all that, that early, yeah. man. Whew. Anyway, like I told Matt, <laughs> like I told Matt, that done deal for the one. <laughs> yeah. I will spot happen. you. I will spot <laughs> you all day, but I'm not doing nothing. 
right. Surprises this week, Damon. Player and team, who you got? Uh, my team is the 49ers. Because mm-hmm. they surprised me. I mean, wow. What of all the injuries that y'all continue to have, continue to have, mm-hmm. continue to have, you beat a really good football team. No matter how you beat them, you beat them. So good job. Uh, my player has absolutely nothing to do with the NFL. My player is Jared Patterson, running back from the Buffalo University Bulls. This dude, man, where's my notes? Six. Where's my notes? I got it right here somewhere. Eight touchdowns, something like that. Six touchdowns. So, no, he had eight. Eight touchdowns. So, last week, he had 36 carries for 409 yards and eight touchdowns, which tied an FBS record for most touchdowns by a single person in a game. And here's the kicker. I could be wrong. This was the only points that the whole offense scored was him. Yeah, it was all him. (laughs) Is that where you were going? No, no. Okay, I'm good. Ready. But this is not even the best part of it. So in two weeks total, in two weeks total time, mm-hmm. he's had, uh, what was it, 710 yards and 12 touchdowns in two weeks. That's pretty damn good. That's my surprise player. I'll give you that one. I'll definitely give you that one. I'm going to go. I'm going to stay on the ground game, and he's not really surprising, but, man, he just makes it look damn good. I mean, he is beast mode 2.0. Marshawn Lynch is out, and Derrick Henry is now the beast of the NFL. Three touchdowns against the Colts defense that shouldn't have been, you know, been able to do, but we all know that they did have somebody missing, but I don't care. Derrick Henry is a beast. That dude will run you over. And, uh, yeah, my team... Falcons, man. The Falcons. I'm going to say something good about the Falcons. Started the season off thinking that they were going to be something decent. We all know where that's led. And every time I do anything with money on them, for or against, they royally turn me over and spank me every time. The way they handled the Raiders, though, the Raiders got smashed by the birds. Good job. Matt Ryan. I'm a, I can I can go with you on your team. I can go with you on your Derrick Henry. But I think Derrick Henry reminds me more of a um orange peanuts. Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson more of a Marshawn Lynch because he has the power and the breakaway speed. He does. Marshawn Lynch will run you over. He wasn't running away from nobody. No, he just runs through you. <laughs> yeah. Which Derrick Henry does. Yeah, he'll run through you like Ezra Peterson, and then you hit the outside, he'll run away from you. Well, whoever, he's a phenomenal talent, and that dude is absolutely amazing, and he ran all over the Colts' defense, which is nothing new for the Colts' defense. They normally just don't break. They just bend real good. Uh, They broke. Disappointing. It was a disappointing week. Yeah, very disappointing week. I was extremely disappointed. Like, you were surprised in the the, uh, the Falcons – I was more disappointed in the Raiders than I was surprised in the Falcons. God, did they stink. Man, well, they scored six points on the – Three. Top. Three. My bad. 
Whoops. <laughs> I mean, guy, you got to do something more than that, obviously. Six, and that's it. It's any team, man. You got to score. You got to score double digits, at least double digits, at least ten points, man. Score a touchdown. Yes, that is true. The Niners will be playing uh, their next two games in Arizona due to the due to the Santa Clara contact sport ban. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And they end uh, the season in Arizona, so. Now, as their away game, but yeah, they they you know that's going to set up very well for them because they're not traveling. Who's not traveling? I mean, they're there. You know what I'm saying? Oh yes, yes. They don't have to travel, go back and forth there and here. You're there. I mean, you're like in your own bubble for three weeks. Do yeah, it. Yeah, pretty much. So that I works. Could see that, I could see it definitely helping their chances of making the playoffs in a wild card spot. We'll have to see. Who is your disappointing team? Uh, my team, <laughs> home team, Colts. Yeah, that was a bad you one. You guys, you guys look like dog shit. You guys look like you quit. You guys had no, no drive whatsoever to win that game. You went down quick, and you could not, you you cannot dig yourself out of the hole you got yourself in. Plain and simple. Uh, yeah, I understand yeah. the homers will say something about the line. Well, you know. I could say something about my Eagles line. Hell, we haven't had a start. We haven't had starters in for a year, for for weeks now. But you know what? I'm not making that excuse. We suck. That's that's why I didn't want to put hurts in to get himself hurt. They put him in for one play. Anyway, yeah, like if you if yeah, and that was stupid. But if you, I mean, don't play, don't play. If you if you can't protect that guy, what makes you think they're going to protect? That that's that's a whole nother story though. That's a whole. Nother, I didn't even put them on my disappointments because of. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah my th- I was I was flickering back and forth between the Colts and the Raiders, but the wife, you know, be sticking up for her team. She said, "Well, at least the Colts lost to a contending team, that's and true. the Raiders lost to some Bush." Okay, you won. So the Raiders won. That's what I won. <laughs> All right. So who is your who is your uh, disappointing uh, player? You went with the whole. <laughs> The whole Broncos quarterback squad. We talked about it earlier. You told yes. on yourself for one. You're not following protocol, too. I mean, you guys, like, literally signed a coach's son that knew the playbook to play the game. I mean, that's From the cool. practice squad. Practice squad yeah. referee. I mean, uh, yeah. receiver. Yeah. I mean, that's cool. I, I get the, the story there, but no. You guys, no, that's stupid. Oh, this Gonzaga West Virginia game is outstanding. Thanks for reminding me, uh, John Buzzard. I have clicked over. The end of it is crazy great. But uh, my disappointing player, not a player, it's coach, Matt Nagy, Chicago mm-hmm. Bears. You're a disappointing player, and I'm going to tell you why. Uh, mm-hmm. when, when your coach has to say this on the Zoom press conference, if you have to urge your team to wake up and have some pride, then it's already too late. Yep. Such a disappointment. And it sucks for Khalil Matt and some of them other good, good, excellent players over there in Chicago that you have to go through this. Terrible management, terrible coaching staff, terrible quarterback play, a waste of great talent. I hope he gets the opportunity to get the hell out of there. Better do it quick. Yeah, yeah, better do it quick. Uh, That's we, the difference we, at the pro that the NFL guys don't have, the NBA guys have. 
That's true. They can demand the goddamn trade. The pros, we don't care. NFL, we don't care. Trade all you talk all you want to. You're not going anywhere. That's true. So, real quick, go against, uh, go through last week's picks. The best game, we both had the Titans and Colts. Didn't turn out that way. Best game for one side. Worst games, I had the Giants and the Bengals. Eh. You had Washington and Cowboys. For the Cowboys, it was a terrible game. Uh, I mean, that was a, it was a decent game until all of a sudden uh, Andy Dalton decided to hand the ball to the defender and walk in the walk in the end zone. And then, like two plays later, did it again. The Indians get back on Thanksgiving. Yeah, they, they did. They yeah, did. I said it. He did. <laughs> Most intriguing game: Bears at Packers is what you had. Chiefs at Bucks is what I had. That turned out to be a decent game. It did. And listen, all the people who's hailing Chiefs as the greatest offensive juggernaut since the greatest show on turf, let's pay attention to this game right here. Tampa Bay spotted them 21 points. Yep. They scored three points in the second half. Mm -hmm. Let's go, Pittsburgh. We play D, baby. (laughs) Anyway, we play defense, baby. Spotlight games of the week. This week, best game one has best game. I have if it's even played. (laughs) Yeah, I got Browns and Titans. Yeah, I I think that that game is going to be really, really good. As long as they can play it. Yeah, as long as they can play it. So, man, I'm telling Uh, you you right now. Patriots and Chargers, that's going to be a juggernaut game. Yeah, I mean, I, I really like what the Chargers put on the field. Mm-hmm. Justin Herbert is electrifying. He makes all the throws. He makes all the reads. Um, the Patriots, I don't know. I mean, some games they show up. Some games they don't. I'm not sure if this is going to be one of them games they show up because they showed up on the last one. Had been two in a row. But Cam toned it down this week. Cam looked, I think the ensemble with the boots and the poncho was really clean, nice, clean lines, good color, uh, good color mesh together. Uh, so He's feeling it. it. He's feeling it this week, D. It was a good one. You know what I mean? The wife said, okay, I can deal with that one. So, all right. I like the Patriots to win this game. Uh, <laughs> Chargers are going to win. But it's going to be a good game. Moving to the flip side of the coin. Go from the best to the worst. Eagles and Packers. Enough said. I have nothing to say. I mean, I don't see how it's even going to be a game. I got Lions Bears. Oh, my. I was waiting. Where's the Tigers? (laughs) I mean, the way this game looks, you might need a third participant to keep it interesting. That's what refs are for. Oh, the refs can't keep it interesting. Put that old black crew back in there. Yeah, I said that too. <laughs> I think refs all suck nowadays anyway. Come get me. Yeah. <laughs> Come at Most me, intriguing game of the week. We do agree to agree on this game. Rams and Cardinals, yes. Yep, that's going to awesome. be a division rival matchup. Fighting for the division, fighting for the wild card spot. I think that the, the NFC West could have. Uh, three teams come out of it. We'll see. I think that we were originally thinking that the three-team division would be in the NFC South, 
at the beginning of the year could put, no, it's not happening. So the NFC West, hell, they could have all four teams in if they really wanted to because they're they're pretty decent uh, division. Uh, with the way the wild card set up, you probably you have opportunity. Yep. No, uh, it'd be a me. lot. It'd be a lot easier if they would just say the NFC East could not get in with anybody who has less than five wins. Uh, well, that puts everybody out right now. Everybody. Everybody. <laughs> and on that note, Damon, do we have the one thought tonight? Uh, we do have the one thought today. Straight the from the ass th- is going to follow the one thought. The is one that- thought is this. Um, I commented on uh, Mayhem's post earlier with the bar. But we not. It was a long drive to go to Kentucky to have a drink with him on the success of his uh, second victory in the UFC. I said I would toast him on the show tonight. Here's to you. Great victory, my good man. Can't wait to talk to you in the next fight. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We're going to uh, be watching, be on the lookout for that next interview with our main man, Mayhem Manus, coming up very, very shortly, possibly tomorrow night. We'll see. I have to get a Christmas tree tomorrow night. You got a what? I will get the real Christmas tree tomorrow night. Ah, so you're going to Griswold out. He is Griswolding out, folks. He's going to go cut his own tree in the middle of a national forest, and it's going to be 18 feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> All right, straight from the ass. Straight from the ass. I said it before, and I'll say it again. I cannot wait. For Christmas. Just thought of that. <laughs> and there you have it, folks. Straight from the ass. The one thought. Wednesday night live only at BW Sports One and BWSports1.com. Powered by First Financial Bank. Driving for Dyslexia, Rockstar Realty, and my bookie AG. Damon, let me call the pupunis in. And as the pupunis, they big long. It's like she was sitting there just listening through the door. As I pulled out the call, I put the siren out. She got the she got the pupun call. Pupun. Right. She saw that. She saw the signal. The guns in the air. Pupun. Right. So Damon, what do we do? Oh, I thought you had something else to say. Oh, what we do here is we keep Indy sporty at night. <laughs>